Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Come on in. It's a Wednesday night after Dynamite. Oh, my goodness. Just finishing getting set up here. Polar Family, what is up? Says another main... Another uh, pay-per-view level show tonight. Yes, totally marked big time. Yeah, that was this was a fun show tonight. Little bit of everything, some comedy. The action was through the roof. Hell yeah! And what a finish too. My God. Kenta showing up. No, J-Bone's not going to wait. We're just going to talk about it. Kenta, from the Bullet Club, shows up to help someone else in another Bullet Club. How insane is this? Unbelievable. Terrence Sullivan, what is up? And how about that wedding, folks? Was that fun or what? <laughs> Who doesn't love a good wrestling wedding that just goes batshit bonkers? You know? I mean, come on. Swag fan, what is up? All right. So, as you can see, J-Bone is solo tonight. No Basil. Basil is actually busy at the show we just watched, ladies and gentlemen. He is down south working for AEW tonight. So, Basil, shout out to you. Hope all is well. Hope you had a blast working with the AEW crew. I know it's been a minute. Several minutes, actually. Justin Miller, what is up? How you doing? True Colors. Erickson here, what is up? <laughs> so before we dive into the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of this AEW Dynamite Beach Break review, did a little shopping earlier today. Picked up some stuff from the grocery store with Mrs. J-Bone. And I've heard about this, but I have not seen it yet. So I was like, well, you know what? We're just going to pick up a 12-pack of this, and we're going to try it out. So J-Bone's doing a little taste test ski tonight. This is called, I mean, you know, I heard about the watermelon-flavored Mountain Dew. Now, this is the Zero because, you know, J-Bone's trying to keep his, you know, extra slim figure. Not not so slim. Um it's called Major Melon, and the artwork on this can is absolutely sick. There's like a forked tongue or something coming out of a, or the, the watermelon's got teeth. The the freaking, the watermelon, look at this, folks. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see that? The watermelon's got a helmet on it. It's freaking hilarious. This is wild. I love it. So we're going to taste test this for the first time on here. I'll let you guys know how it is. Mm. 
Oh, that's tasty. Oh, that is absolutely tasty. <clears throat> if you like watermelon, you'll love this. It's not, to me, it's not overly sweet. Sometimes Mountain Dew can be like super mega sweet. Let me just. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the news is hitting the headlines. Let me just silence my phone here as to not get any disturbances. I'm going to take another swig of this. Mm. Folks, this might rival Taco Bell's Baja Blast. This is this is damn good. This is really good. Because Taco Bell's Baja Blast is man, it's just one of my favorites. Swack fan. Sounds tasty. It's very tasty. It's very, very tasty. Critical sting. <laughs> My only two gripes. The wedding outside of James Mitchell. What, what was wrong with the wedding? It's, it's a wrestling wedding. They all go cuckoo. Number two. Why does Janela have a title shot? Well... Well, you know what I like to say, Sting? You know what I like to say? I like to say, let's not overthink this. Joy Janela, I think, had been out for a while on injury. And Tony Khan, probably upon his returning, figured he'd be nice and give him a shot at the TNT title. You know, give him a little warm-up match before the whole... Uh, Look, you think things are going to get really cuckoo at Revolution, you know? And if anybody knows how to set up stuff for a cuckoo match, it's Joey Janela and Darby Allen, for that matter. And these two, I'm sure, have crossed paths before, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm actually looking for, I'm, I'm not going to over, I'm not going to overthink this. Like, oh, did he earn it? Oh, did we miss something? I just, no, just, it's wrestling. Let's say, like, oh, Joey Janela is back. He gets a title shot. I mean, how many times have we've seen people return and just get a title shot? More times than I can count on my fingers, folks. I'm not a mathematician. You do the math. It's been plenty of times throughout wrestling history on several different brand, brands. People come back. Look, perfect example. Austin Aries walks back through the doors, Impact Wrestling, challenges Eli Drake. No one's in gear. Has a three-second match, pins him. He's champ. Perfect example. Why? There is no why. It just happened. You know, perfect example. Let's just appreciate the fact that Joey Janela is back. And he's getting a title shot against, uh, let's, let, let's like overlook the title shot aspect of it. Let's just appreciate the fact that, hey, Joey Janela is getting a shot against Darby Allen. I like that.
Yeah, but how, how many times do they make that known? They don't. They don't. <laughs> Bells Boy, what is up? Sorry I'm late. What did I miss? Well, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. I did a little taste testing. This is uh this is the new major melon Mountain Dew. It's very good. Just saying hi to people. <clears throat> Didn't miss too much. <laughs> Joey C, did anybody watch Dark? Did anything have a, a hint at the title shot on there? I have no clue. I, I don't watch a lot of Dark. I watch the occasional match here and there depending on who's in it. <clears throat> so, but hey, the match should be fun, right? The match should be fun. Um, <laughs> what was up with the traffic cones in the <laughs> background of Janela's promo? I, I have no idea. I, I didn't even notice him because he's such a loud character. I didn't even notice him. But hey, let's dive into this. We're getting a few, a few more people in here. That's great to see. Sit down, relax. Let's dive into this. This is Beach Break, folks. AEW Dynamite Season 3, Episode 5. Starts out hot. Tag team battle royal here. I'm not going to list all the names because by the time I would have been done writing all the names, I would have missed the entire thing and had to rewatch it. And then I already would have been behind, which is seems what always happens while I'm watching AEW Dynamite. I always start late. But everybody who's anybody was in this match, just a few notable ones off the top of my head. That I did not see in this. That's fine. They showed up later in the um, the uh, the lumberjack match. But the odds were certainly with the inner circle. They had three tag teams present here. They had Santana and Ortiz. They had Sammy and Hagar. I love it. That never gets old. Sammy Hagar cuts another promo, a wrestling promo, congratulating these guys, wishing them good luck. It's hilarious. And, of course, MJF and Jericho, which they do take the win here. But this was just bonkers. You know, every, this, you know and battle worlds are fun. Everybody's trying to, you know, get some kind of alliances and um, – there's always some kind of chaos going on, uh, and we don't see them a lot. And they did show highlights. Um, it is show highlights from uh, last year's where the Young Bucks won, I believe it was. And uh, so, but yeah, this this was a ton of fun. A uh, little dissension at the end there because Sammy Guevara was one of the last guys and ended up getting eliminated from one of his former tag team partners, Jericho. Now, I've seen it before where tag team battle royals have happened, 
And when one guy gets eliminated, both guys are actually eliminated. I've seen that before. This one was different. You had to have both guys eliminated in order to have that tag team eliminated. So the tag team was still alive, even if you had one person in there. So that was interesting. I couldn't remember how they were going to do this, but there you go. Um, Bell's boy. Amazing that FTR was suspended prior to the battle Royal. And it's, and that's just adding to the, uh, their storyline, you know, that there's just one thing after another, you know, against them, even though they're causing all the things that are going wrong with them, you know, it's their fault, but they're acting like it's not. It's, it's, it's heels acting like baby faces, getting treated like heels. Um, it's it's a it's it's a fun psychology. We don't see it too much. Paul Nelson, my favorite nephew. No, B-Man. No, Basil's not here tonight. He is actually doing, uh, he is actually working for AEW tonight. I was, <laughs> there was so much action tonight, I like almost forgot to look for him. And then, then the last match, and I, uh, I, I thought I saw some cameramen at ringside, or not ringside, but just on the other side of the barrier. But, um, you know, they were just, you know, they were on the other side of the ring. So I really didn't notice any particular people uh, around there. So so yeah, congrats to Basil for uh, getting some of that uh, AEW work again. Awesome. So, so yeah, um, not sure if he's going to be down there for a while, you know, I, I'm not sure about that. Um, I, I hope he gets all the work in the world, you know, just being a friend of his. Um, but, uh, so, you know, he, he may be back next week. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, you know, but Hey, the more he's there, the more I'm happy for, him. you know, cheers to you, Basil. Love you. He doesn't give himself enough credit. He's one of the best I've seen out there. <clears throat> I mean, I'm no pro, but um, I think he puts out quality stuff. And I, I don't think anybody would counter that. So. <laughs> FTR starting to go off the deep end. Uh, well, you know, they were tag champs. I mean, they were tag champs pretty early in their AEW <clears throat> inception. So uh, you know, they, they've had it pretty good. You know, it's not everybody can stay on top or get that opportunity. So, but, you know, let's see what happens. See what happens. <clears throat> All right. So <clears throat> hang on a second. All right, here we go. Too much do. 
Oh, man. Yeah, we'll get into that, R.K. Shuttleworth. We'll get into that. They kidnapped a little man. They did. <laughs> they really did, didn't they? All right. Um, but, yeah, uh, Jericho eliminates Sammy Guevara at the end of this, you know, which is very upsetting. You know, he thought that he was going to be, you know, some camaraderie, but he is from another tag team in the same stable. So there you go. Um, and then we see later on in the show how upset Sammy really is. But Sammy does storm off as Jericho and MJF are celebrating in the in the ring after. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> blood rain. Jay will do the review via sign language. Oh wait, I wasn't gone that long. My gosh, <laughs> you goof! All right, um, so yeah, MJF Jericho, your new number one contenders for the Young Bucks. Pretty crazy that the Young Bucks were uh, eliminated as well. Because um, I think a, a lot of people thought that the Young Bucks were going to go all the way in this. And uh, they did not. They did not. They went into this pretty cocky, you know, thinking, yeah, we'll take out everyone. And then, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pick the uh, Good Brothers as a tag team match. Oh, that's not happening. Um, so next we've got uh, Tony Schiavone with uh, with Dar Darby. Uh, oh my goodness, my writing. But with uh, Darby Allen in the ring with uh, Sting, and it's uh, it's snowing again during the beach party. My God, during be excuse me beach break. Snowing during beach break is. <laughs> Who'd have thunk, right? People in Wisconsin are just like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? It's, <clears throat> it's a common occurrence up here, you know. It's snowing in the middle of summer, why not? I think it was my junior year, and it was May, and we got like six inches of snow. It's like, oh, it's Wisconsin, it's, why not, you know? It's insane, crazy. So, um, snow, <laughs> I wrote down snow at the beach. Uh, so team Taz is, uh, they get up on the, the big screen there and they're screaming at Darby and sting. And they're like, Hey, we, you know, we're, we're locked out of the building here. They won't let us in. And, um, And they're just, you know, they're 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 flapping their gums about the the match coming up. And then Sting gets on the mic, and he says uh, that he is gonna be there next week to make sure that Team Taz doesn't interfere in Darby's match with Joey Janela. So expect a little chaos next week and that's not only between 
Joey Janela and Darby Allen. So I'm sure there's bound to be some shenanigans. Uh, I'm not liking the odds, folks. I'm not liking the odds. Is Joey Janela maybe, maybe depending on what happens, would Joey Janela be willing to help out Darby Allen and Sting? I think that's the big question here. Definitely the big question here. <laughs> Bell's boy says, beach blanket bingo, J-Bone. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? Why not? Sam Chris says, it's still winter in the UK. Had snow a couple of days ago. Yeah, we just got about six to eight inches here in Wisconsin. And then the about a week before that, we got uh, just about as much. So, yeah, it's been uh, coming down pretty consistently here lately, and we're supposed to get more tomorrow. Another three to eight inches. So, yeah, this the old snow thrower is getting, is getting a workout this year. Thank God it works. Last year it was not working. So. Hey, Mark's in here. Not feeling this story at all. All right. All right. <laughs> Mark says it's 70 degrees here today. All right, Mark. You can just, yeah, that's not very nice. <laughs> of course, Mark's down in Texas. So <laughs> Cheers, Mark. What a smart ass. <laughs> All right. We continue here. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Man, this was a lot of fun. I don't know what kind of contract situation Thunder Rosa's in. I know it was in the news a lot. And there seemed to be some confusion, mainly on my part, over the uh, you know, the uh, words of one. Billy Corgan, as far as, you know, trying to clear that up. And to me, he didn't really clear that up because it sounded like he said that Thunder Rosa was under contract through 2021. So, but she's still doing stuff in AEW. So I don't understand if it's just, just a little partnership. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But hey, whatever. I'm not going to overthink it. I love Thunder Rosa here. She shines. Uh, she has great matches with whoever she's in the ring with. And she certainly knocked it out of the park here with Britt Baker. Britt Baker, though, does come out on top. Um, and Britt Baker's really been shining since her comeback, hey? I've uh, been enjoying her stuff. She's really... Uh, She's really trying to earn that number one contendership. And we earn, we learn later that there's going to be an opportunity to, to get that, too. Uh, pretty much wins by uh, TKO because uh, Reba, a.k.a. Rebel, pulls a turnbuckle off. And Britt Baker throws Thunderosa right into it. 
knocking her out cold. And, uh, and she puts her uh, she puts her finisher on her, but there's zero resistance. She didn't even have to. She could have pinned her, but she had to act like that's what caused her to, you know, become unconscious through the mandible. So, but we know better, don't we? We do. So Britt Baker wins here. We'll have to see what's next for Thunder Rosa. That's something you don't see too much. TKO by exposed turnbuckle. RK Shuttlesworth says, Billy Corgan seems to not know what he is doing with NWA. Well, you know... He probably knows what he's doing. It's just we're not privy of that information. There's not a lot of public discussion from the company itself as far as what the future is. And I'm sure some NWA fans are getting impatient. Yeah. Has anybody else from NWA even made a cameo in AEW? Yeah, Serena Deeb is their champ, and she's always there. So, um, so there's that. So, yeah, I mean, some ladies have shown up, but um, that's it. No, no, no tag teams, no other male roster members just only ladies it's very interesting of course aew did need some extra ladies let's we we know this we know this mark said corgan did have a clear view of the nwa until COVID. it feels like yeah yeah i'll agree with that yeah Serena is, well, yeah, Serena is signed with AEW, but she's the NWA Women's Champion. So, I mean, there's there's something there. I don't know what, but there is something there. She wanted in an AEW ring, Valet says. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. So, I mean... Hey, let's, you know, I, I'm trying not to overthink it. It's just cool that the NWA is still getting represented somewhere, somehow. It deserves it. You know, it does. So, <laughs> the NWA doesn't have anyone to send. Uh, well, they do have tag champs, and they do have all this, but I don't know really... Um, I don't know too many people that are that fond of all this. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, uh, their tag champs are Aaron Rex and the guy underneath the mask that uh, I can't remember his name. So, so there's that. It, it, well, yeah, Eli Drake. Well, see, Eli Drake is not NWA tag team champ anymore so i don't know what his status is as far as his contract so i don't know i don't want to assume anything 
Question mark. Thank you, Critical Sting. Yes, I could not think of what they called the guy. I'm a little out of the whole NWA thing. But anyways, before we get even more off track, let's get back to the beach break. All right, so um, Britt Baker beats Thunder Rosa. Great ladies match, really was. Now we got Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy. Uh, one time only, apparently. Apparently it's not going to happen again because Matt didn't want... Matt didn't want Hangman Adam Page to feel like he was trying to, you know, entice him into some kind of partnership. You know, and, you know, it's similar to how he's doing with um, Private Party. You know, trying to bring him into, you know, grow a stable, if you will. And Matt Hardy was like, no, no, I just, I see that you've been struggling with relationships lately. And I'm just, I'm, I'm lending a hand here because I see that, you know, you could use some, you could use a friend. You could use a friend. It's, it's very, it's eerily similar how MJF was reaching out to people trying to uh, find some camaraderie in the inner circle. So, so uh, Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy versus Chaos Project, Dr. Luther, and Sir Pentagon. This was a lot of fun. And man, I, you know, I, I say this once in a while, but damn, how good is Matt Hardy still? My goodness. You know, I know he had that, you know, botcherific match with, <laughs> um, Sammy Guevara that, you know, it was quite controversial and everybody was talking about it and all that, but man, he's Matt Hardy has risen above that, created a new character and, um, God, he just looks great in the ring. He can still go. It's amazing. Um, I just, I, I wish he was with his brother, but his, his brother just inked a brand new deal from what I've heard. So and we're not going to see that again for a long time. So we're getting big money Matt in whatever he's doing solo, you know, in AEW for the indefinite future. But Paige and Hardy really did look good here. So after coming out with a win, who knows where this storyline is going? Is it, you know, is Matt just, are they going to drop it? Or is Matt going to go, hey, you know, we got a win. Do you want to keep this going? How did that feel for you? You know, big money Matt trying to get inside his head. We'll have to wait and see where this goes. Big Money Matt got started right before he became broken. Yeah, he was doing the whole uh, you know, bathing in money stuff. And that's back when I was kind of back and forth with uh, TNA Impact Wrestling at the time. I was watching here, watching there. Um, so, you know, I... 
I, I didn't like a lot of what was going on in the company at the time, but the viral stuff from the Hardy Boys is actually what brought me back. And I know I'm not the only one that, that did that for. Oh, excuse me. So, um, yeah, great tag team match. I do like the Chaos Project. I uh, I wish I knew a little more about Dr. Luther because, um, you know, they talk about how long he's been around. And they actually mentioned that during the match as far as, like, his in his wrestling career rivals Matt Hardy that he's actually been around almost as long so that's very interesting uh inner circle then celebrating coming down the hallway with a big cooler they get into the locker room and everyone's there and um and the only one that's not the uh, Feeling a celebration is Sammy Guevara. And I, I, I did briefly mention this earlier. He's uh, just uh, not feeling the team atmosphere, especially after that match. And uh, so then Chris Jericho leaves to go check on him. Wardlow then escorts the cameraman out as MJF starts to conduct some kind of meeting. So is this the start of the end of Sammy Guevara? Is this the turning of a page for him with him in inner circle? Uh, Sammy, still one of my favorites in this company. Um, so I can't wait to see what's next. So let me know what you think of this. You know, Do you think Sammy's on his way out? Do you think they'll reel him back in? Do you think MJF is going to end up taking over Inner Circle and driving out Chris Jericho? It's all these little things that can happen. Light up the comments. Let me know what you guys think. What is the future of Sammy Guevara? It's not looking good. Um... Well, you know, that's I suppose that's a weird way to put that. You say, well, it could you could certainly have a bright future if he leaves the inner circle. You know, there's that too. CM Chris here says inner circle will still be together for a while, but Sammy will leave, and then a few months later, inner circle will start to unravel. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, whatever's going to happen, something's going to like lead up to revolution, probably. That's my guess. <laughs> the Bell's Boy says, Sammy G's turning face, it's obvious, and MJF is going to spell the end of the inner circle. He's going to destroy it from within, right? Could be, could be. RK says he needs to go solo or team with Hagar. Sammy Hagar, yeah. yeah we, could, we certainly could see that more. They do work well together. So, all right. All right, we continue 
with the wedding. The wedding we've been waiting for. The wedding that was announced with the event itself. Beach break. It was the first thing announced for this event. With the, uh, the marriage of Kip Sapien and Penelope Ford. Kip being escorted to the ring by the lovely Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> I've mentioned this before, how uh, she's uh, you know one of the favorites, and I'm using my quotes for those listening audibly. Um, <laughs> she's one of the favorites of Mrs. J-Bone. Mrs. J-Bone cannot stand Vicky Guerrero. She's like, what is Vicky doing there? And I was like, well, see... Kip is from the UK, and if his parents can't be there, then it's kind of like she's like representing his parents or like a pseudo witness to the whole thing. You know, there's a couple different things it could be, but it's it's a wrestling wedding, so don't don't overthink it. So. <laughs> That was just funny. Tracy's like, what is she doing there? <laughs> she does not like Vicky. Um, and then uh, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, of all people, escorted the lovely, uh, the lovely uh, Penelope Ford down to the ring. And, and who, of all people, of all all the people to conduct this wedding ceremony, the darkest of wrestling people. <laughs> oh my goodness. I popped for this. I really did. I was like, cause they didn't zoom in on him. You know, they, they, they did the whole big pan out so you could see the big backdrop and the stage and everything. And I was like, wait, guy's bald he looks familiar and it, wow what a flashy coat is that oh my god and then i like you know kind of like got up and like looked at my tv screen i was like oh it is it's the sinister minister himself james mitchell from tna impact wrestling unbelievable oh father mitchell yes that was great. That was great to see him. Even a comment from commentary about his uh, eyebrows had them freshly done, looking evil. That was great. And, uh, yes, Justin Miller says it was great seeing the sinister minister. It was. It was. It really was. Can't get enough of him. Wish there was more. Uh, of uh, says she, he lives in Florida. Okay, okay. Hey, convenient then, right? Or about as convenient as it gets if you want someone, you know. So, so right, right there, you know that, that things are going to go south. It's already. You know, if, if he's present, it's it, it just jinxes everything, right? 
So, um, so he starts, he starts stuff off. They start doing vows and Penelope Ford so, sounds like she's about to, you know, expose the size of something of Kip's and, uh, you know, Kip cuts her off like, oh, you know, we don't need to, you know, let all these people know about all that. I know how much you love me. It's fine. So, <laughs> so awkward. So awkward. But funny. I, I was enjoying this. So then the question was, how was sexy Charles... <laughs> Um, gonna get back. You know their little group. How how are they gonna get back at Miro and Kip for everything that's happened between him and and uh, Trent uh, and uh, Orange Cassidy? So out of the blue, Miro's okay. So the, the 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 wedding is officially over. They've done their vows. They exchanged the rings. They kiss each other. Yay, they're married. Miro then does a toast. And in the middle of his toast says, what in the heck is this box over here? And it's a life-size box. As tall as someone could be, very large, like it could fit a human inside of it. And so he just tramples this box, throws it around, and just throws it out of the ring. And Charles is like, well, my surprise is in there. So then after the box is thrown out, he goes after the box, and Miro is like, clean this up. So apparently there was handcuffs inside the box. Quite the uh, kinky wedding gift. So, without anybody noticing, takes the handcuffs, attaches it to the corner turnbuckle post, takes the other end of it, puts it around Miro's ankle. How Miro did not notice this, apparently, he's a lightweight and got very tipsy quick because. Did not notice getting shackled from sexy Charles. <laughs> so he attacks uh, Kip. And Miro can't do anything. He's shackled. And uh, Penelope Sapien now <laughs> ends up going into the cake. And then the cake opens, and there's Orange Cassidy. And more chaos ensues, and and um, and the baby faces win. They walk away happily. Uh, Orange <laughs> Orange Cassidy and and Kip are are free, and. Um, Hey, it's it's another wrestling wedding gone batshit bonkers. Usually, you know, the good guys win in these kind of situations. So 
So, yeah, n- nothing tremendously great happened here, but we knew that there was going to be some kind of conclusion to this story because we knew that uh, Chuck was going to be his uh, Miro's indentured servant until the wedding. So this was a great way to cap that off. Paul's asking, how's auntie doing tonight? She's doing fine. She was actually watching the whole show with me. Went shopping with me today. She's doing pretty good. CM Chris says, have your cake and eat it. Nothing better, right? (laughs) Excuse me. So, just reading some comments here. (laughs) Critical Sting says, seeing Miro get out of WWE only to be a part of a tame wrestling wedding. Yeah, well, you know, can't, you can't please, you can't please everyone. Um, I, I still think 2021 is going to be a great year for Miro. Yes, this was uh, an awkward way to introduce him to everyone, but um, but hey, maybe it's what Kip wanted regarding his wedding, and Tony obliged. Maybe that's what the situation was. So, so who knows? Julian Bravo asking me if I'm high. No, I am completely sober. I am a little tired, not going to lie. No, I am not high. I have not been high since, oof, my goodness, since I was married. Since, since before I was married, way before I was married, mid-90s. So let's see. Let's do the math. 25 years. Between 25 and 30 years. Yep. It's been a long time. No smoky smoky for me. No, no, no. I will have an edible, though. <laughs> I've had a few recently. I wouldn't say they exactly made me high. They were pretty weak. But anyways, we continue. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the wedding. Seeing James Mitchell there really made it all great, you know. So if you're, if you're an older wrestling fan and you know who he is, then hopefully that, that made the whole thing a little better for you. It is what it is. It's a wrestling wedding. You know, some are wonky, some are great, some are just like, what the hell did I just watch? You know, it is what it is. So, (laughs) Joey Z seeing he's high AF over here. All right. All right. Blood Rain says, those CBD lollipops. No, no. No lollipops for me tonight. I had a bowl of ice cream loaded with goodies while I was watching AEW tonight. So, no, I'm staying away from the lollipops. You know, and I've got my soda here, so, no, I've got enough sweets. Thank you. 
We'll have some tomorrow for the throwback. <laughs> Critical Stink says, I never want to see Miro in any romance slash marriage angle ever again. Ah, well, you know, I can I can I can agree with that. Hopefully this all turns a page for his uh storylines going forward in the AEW. I hope so too. So <laughs> nonetheless, I mean I still I still uh I still enjoyed it nonetheless. So all right, we continue. Um then we uh, get the announcement that uh, Shaq and Jade versus Cody and Red Velvet is officially going to happen March 3rd on Dynamite. And we get a little uh, little preview of Shaq's Shaq Fu, if you will. <laughs> He was demonstrating for his uh, sportscast buddies, trying to uh, impress them or something, I don't know, or trying to scare Cody. Uh, it's honestly probably the last thing I want to see, but I, I certainly am curious to see what Shaq is going to do in the ring. I mean, when they had the whole face-off years ago with Big Show, I think a lot of fans actually did want that, you know, two seven-foot giants in the ring, nose-to-nose. I mean, that's just kind of cool, you know? If you're a wrestling fan, two giants going at it. We, we weren't, we, we never got it. So Shaq's getting there in the ring with... Cody, are, are you guys excited for this? I, let me know in the comments. You know, hey, you're not going to offend me. I'm, I'm not exactly excited for this, but I do like Cody, so we'll, uh, we'll see. You know, I'm actually honestly more excited to see um, what uh, Jade and Red Velvet do in the ring, honestly out of this whole scenario because it originally was supposed to be brandy but as we all know uh brandy is pregnant so that's not uh critical sting says shack fu is probably as effective as trying to box with both arms tied Ooh. oof oof Blood Rain says Shaq should not be near a ring. All right, all right. And TNT's Ernie Johnson will be in Shaq's corner. Oh, okay, I am not familiar with who that is, but okay. <laughs> he hasn't been Shaq Fu since his rookie season. <laughs> Shaq who? Shaq Fu, that's who. <laughs> you guys correct me up. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Shaq got injured running up the court. And I'm not joking. All right. <laughs> A lot of guys do, you know, they bust a knee or whatever. 
Blaze says, I agree. I'm looking forward to the ladies. Oh, there you go. It's, it's So there's something to look forward to in all this. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right. So it's trying to find the positives in these. <laughs> Keyword trying. All right. Now, we've got the Lumberjack match. This was fun. This was a lot of chaos, of course. Lumberjack matches are. More outside than inside, I think, was this one. Uh, Lance Archer against uh, Eddie Kingston. <clears throat> Very interesting that Bear Country got involved and actually saved Lance Archer from the Butcher and the Blade. Little, uh, is that a little push for uh, Bear Country? Could they be teaming up? With one Lance Archer and kind of, kind of backing him up now because he seems like he needs something. Lance Archer is constantly outnumbered, if you will, and Jake can only do what Jake does. Jake throws the occasional clothesline, punch, as we saw here tonight, which it was such a punch that it threw himself to the ground. It was like my God. Is Jack Evans still breathing? Uh, <laughs> or whoever he punched, I think it was. Um, <laughs> Lance, everybody dies, Archer. Yes, I believe that is his official legal middle name is everybody dies now. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I like Bear Country too. I mean, I'm really, I'm really new to all their stuff and i've know they've they've had a bunch of matches on uh on dark so seeing them here could have could have been their introduction to the you know little push to the main show so maybe they'll come out with him going forward who knows or maybe they'll follow him to another company because Lance Archer has hinted at that too. So it's interesting. That's uh, they come from uh, Kyle or Kale on the mic. You know him from TNI. They come from his neck of the woods. They're basically his neighbors from down the block. So so. <laughs> So, uh, and knowing that, of course, he's going to put them over. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's some big brawling guys. And who doesn't like a couple of big brawling guys? Bear <laughs> Mark says here, Bear Country's real claim to fame is informing us that Kyle isn't really a scumbag. <laughs> right? Right? It's uh, and that was when they recently worked in um, Chicago with Trent, and they were at um, AAW in Chicago, and that was right before everything went south and completely shut down and shy down. So, yeah, <laughs> Zach Bonifer, who oh, the part timer, yeah, well, you know. He's still part of the show. We're not kicking him out. It's it's his show. He created Total Nonstop Impact. So 
and he does stuff behind the scenes. So we still love him and we still, uh, we still consider him a part of the show. So, <laughs> so, uh, so Lance, Ar Lance Archer gets the win here. Thanks to a little help from, uh, uh, from a little help from bear country taking out butcher and a blade. Like I said, he beats Eddie Kingston and, uh, but yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's you know, in the ring, out of the ring, tossed out, bunch of bunch of guys beat up this guy, bunch of guys beat up that guy on the other side of the ring. Then the people on the outside of the ring fight to, you know, against each other. It's just a fun lumberjack match. So we'll see what's next for Lance Archer. Does this end his feud with Eddie Kingston, or does it go? a step further and become even more violent. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe, maybe it'll end at revolution, you know, a dog collar match or a, a Russian chain match, or if you will, something, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then we, uh, we have a promo from FTR. And, it, and I could not figure out where they were. It's like, what, what are they saying? They're all sitting together. There seems to be some commotion near them or just outside a camera, uh, the camera view. And, uh, and then I figure out, it's like, oh, they're in like the, the back of a, a back of a bus, if you will. Something like that. Some kind of vehicle. And, uh, they're, they're talking to the camera, and FTR and Tully have just had it. It's just it's all these things working against FTR right now. They can't stand the fact that they're suspended. So in order to get back at everybody for being suspended and not being allowed into the tag team battle royal, they kidnapped one-third of Jurassic Express. Marco Stunt. Stunt has been stunt-napped. <laughs> Stunt-napped. <laughs> Marco-napped. I don't know. So <laughs> he's uh, he's duct-taped. He's, he's tied to a chair, and he's thrashing around, bouncing around, and totally just stands over him, you know, eerily stands over him, if you will. So, uh, oh, Mark is rather excited about the Russian chain match. All right, sounds good. Poor Marco, says CM Chris. Yeah, poor Marco. Jeez Louise. He's tossed around months ago by all the big guys. Now he's, now he's kidnapped or I suppose he's an adult. I mean, is is there an, a thing as adult napping? I, I don't know it's what the proper term is, but we'll just say kidnapped for now. <laughs> I mean, he is a size of a kid, but uh, anyways. Um, no, we like Marco Stunt. So we'll have to see how... We'll have to see how uh, Luchasaurus and... Uh, Jungle 
Jungle Boy get back at FTR for this. It's getting uh it's getting a little serious now. You know, they they clipped off the horns of the the giant Luchasaurus. Now they kidnapped one of their crew. It's, it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. <laughs> Critical Sting says the abduction of minors should not be televised. Well, then you clearly have never seen SVU. <laughs> <laughs> like every other freaking episode <laughs> i've watched a lot of svu i'm sorry um but yeah poor marco filet says let's have a six-man tag well hey but who's gonna be the sixth man on the side of ftr who are they going to pick to even the odds? Certainly isn't going to be Tully. Hmm. Not a bad concept, but who would you pick? You got to pick someone to even the odds. Maybe someone new. Who would you pick? <laughs> Poor Luchasaurus's mask. <laughs> well, hey, hopefully production or uh, some, some family member will... Uh, construct something new for the head of Luchasaurus, right? Mark says, speak for yourself. Marco's stunt sucks. Oh, oh, jeez. You know, ever since Taya left Impact Wrestling, Mark's just been a, a rather bitter wrestling fan. He's so negative. We, we have to find a way to cheer up Mark. You know, maybe... Maybe Tessa Blanchard will come back to wrestling or something. Maybe that'll cheer him up. <laughs> I love you, Mark. I love you, Mark. Just messing with you. Push Luchasaurus, he says. Yes, I agree. All right. You know what? That was so yummy. J-Bone's feeling a little tired. I apologize if that was very loud right there. We're going to crack open number two. J-Bone's probably going to be up all night now. Number two of the, what is it called again? Major Melon. If ODB had a character in WCW, that would have been her name. <laughs> Wasn't there a Major Guns in WCW? Please, someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but there was some goofy, wonky military thing in WCW in the latter days of their existence and it involved the major guns and she was gorgeous and of course she was voluptuous to say the least. Major guns in WCW near the end says Blood Rain. Yes. She was with Hugh Morris. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> that, yeah, Hugh was the one that was like leading the squad or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. J-Bone's going to be up all night. 
eggplant emoji. Oh no, that's no, that's that's not appropriate here, Zach. My goodness, that's we're not going for that kind of. We're not. We're not going for that. What? How did you do <laughs> Because then you just run into. Yeah, that's. No, it's not good. Not good. Gets messy then. Gets messy then. We're not doing it. All right. So, <laughs> what was Major Gunn's name? She was. She was. I know she was like a model too. I can't remember like her real name. Someone please look that up for me. I was. I used to be a huge fan of her. They. I even had a, like a poster of her on my wall at one time when I was younger. Someone look that up for me, please. I appreciate it. All right. So. Marco stunts kidnapped. What's his future? I wrote down LOL. <laughs> now, last but certainly not least, Tylene Buck. Thank you, guys. I have the best audience. I really do. I really do. Thank you so much, guys. Tylene Buck. Bones writing down Tylene Buck. All right. We'll have to see what's up with Tylene Buck recently. Hit the old Twitter box later. All right. <laughs> yes, Valet. All night long like Rich Swan. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's more appropriate for me. Although I don't know what he does all night long either. Anyways, uh, main event time. <laughs> Ask Sue Young. Hey, oh, all right. Um, Kenny Omega, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, the Bullet Club versus John Moxley, Pack, and Phoenix. My God, what a main event! What a slobber knocker, if you will. Light up the chat, folks. Let me know what you thought of this one. I absolutely love this main event. This was a pay per view worthy main event in my opinion and i said this i said this in the days leading up to this show i was like if you watch this episode of aew dynamite for anything watch the last half hour for this main event this was damn good moxley was on fire Pac, god bless Pac. Man, he just, his athleticism is just ridiculous. You know, you put him together with Phoenix in the ring, and then you got the power and moves of Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. Oh, my God. Moxley facing off in the ring with Doc Gallows. Moxley lighting up Gallows with stiff forearms, and Gallows, one punch, drops him to the ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> I popped for that. I mean, I was, I love Mox. You guys know that. But, man, I was really rooting for the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega here because this is their time to shine. It's what it's all about, right? Don Callis is on commentary, so he's behaving himself tonight. He's behaving himself. It's kind of crazy, right? And uh, 
True Colors says there was a new Bullet Club theme song too. There was some kind of new entrance theme here. I'm going to have to look into that. You know J-Bone. He's the music guy. I love my music. I love checking out new wrestling themes. I'm going to have to maybe hit up one uh, ruckus and see if he says anything about this theme. Maybe he, maybe he drops it. By the way, he dropped a version to fans that liked a post of his the other day for, oh, what was it for? Oh, it was, uh, it was an alternate version of Jungle Boy's theme. It was like a guitar version. And um, it was something that he personally released. And he basically gave it to anyone that liked or commented, that commented on his post there. And I was one of the ones that commented. I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I was lucky. I saw it when I did. It was like a minute after he dropped it. So I was like, hell yeah. So he he slid into my DMs and gave me the link for it. And, and I got a copy of the uh, the single. So it was awesome. Um, yeah, Ruckus, man. It's, if you have not heard Ruckus's music, seriously. Go jump on Spotify. I'm sure he's got the link in his Twitter. Um, he's been sharing that. He just uh, dropped a new CD release. I, I've listened to some of it, not all of it, but I'm going to be checking more of it out very soon. So uh, <laughs> Paul Nelson says, uh, when are we getting Rich or Moose on AEW besides the Good Brothers? Patience. Patience, people patience because obviously they're telling a few different stories here and we see that at the end of this match um when um hey and the impact this was a this was huge you know in a match like this you assume that if this team is going to win kenny's going to get the win no they did not they set up the magic killer, and Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows got the pin on this one. I think it was Doc Gallows specifically. I could be wrong, but it was it was either Anderson or Gallows specifically took the um, got the pin on Team Moxley here, and uh, they won. Um. The whole thing is a banger. Yes, the whole thing was absolutely tremendous. Yes, Critical Sting says, uh, patience, Grasshopper. Yes, patience. Mark says, slow burn this shit all the way to Wrestle Kingdom and give us a massive three-company supercard done at Madison Square Garden. Almost made me fall backwards out of my chair. Damn. What a concept. Crazy. Hey. In today's climate, who knows? A year from now, why not? Can absolutely happen. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah. 
So chaos ensues after the match, after uh, Gallows and Anderson dropped. I forgot who took the pin. Was it Pac? Or, it was either Pac or Phoenix. I forget. It wasn't uh, Mox. But Gallows pins, pins him, and a um, little bit of chaos ensues then in the, in the, in the ring. And it's left to Mox and Kenny Omega in the ring. Mox looks like he's just about to get the upper hand on Kenny Omega. He's standing over him. He's reeling back, and someone cloaked in black and masked attacks Mox, picks him up, and hits a GTS on him to go to sleep. And who is it? No, it's not CM Punk. Settle down, people. It's Kenta, the originator. Of go to sleep. At least I think it's the originator of the go to sleep. That's where Punk got it from. So, so, <laughs> so yes, Kenta shows up in Bullet Club gear with a, a grinning Kenny Omega. <clears throat> of course, because he's doing the whole Bullet Club thing now, too. And, um, yeah. We get a New Japan pro wrestling guy, Kenta, attacking one of the top AEW guys. And yes, Mox is the New Japan pro wrestling U.S. champion. So this is, of course, is setting that up too because Mox apparently recently did show up on one of their shows and had a face-off with Kenta. I uh, I heard about it. I saw like a, a picture of it, a small clip. I'm not sure what all happened. So I didn't see much of it, but so who knows? Did you catch Don Callis laughing the entire time? Yeah, you know, that's... The invisible hand. It's the invisible hand. It's working all the time. So, hell of an ending. Obviously, setting up something big here going forward. Um, Mox will eventually, you know, defend that championship against Kenta somewhere down the line at a New Japan event. Or or maybe it'll happen at an AEW event. Maybe it'll – oh, my God. Do you think it'll happen at Revolution? Are we going to get Kenta and Mox at, a, at AEW's Revolution for the New Japan Pro Wrestling United States title? Oh, my God. Could that really happen? Hey, if the NWA women's title can get defended... 
that anything's possible, right? Man, can't wait to find out. I'm liking this. It's great to see Kenta. You know, I don't, I don't watch a lot of New Japan. I mean, I still, you know, still admire the athletics, uh, the the athleticism of all the guys over there. It's still tremendous wrestling. I just don't catch it a lot. You know, I see clips here and there. That's about it. So, sky's the limit. That's right, Joey Z. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> Mark says, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are becoming quite the one-two punch. That's right. Yeah, it is. Not a bad way to uh not a bad way to end this show, folks. Not a bad way to end this show. So uh <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean he really had a string of bad luck in uh the WWE, didn't he? You know, he had some injuries. Uh a lot of it was due to injuries, just bad timing, you know, bad luck. I'm sure he would have had a different um different uh career up there had he uh stayed healthy you know and some of it wasn't his fault you know he injured by other people you know it happens so uh So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> Mark apparently is not a Jay White fan. My God, he says Jay White ain't going to do shit with his bony ass looking like a meth cook. Oh, my God. Mark's getting dark. He's going to the dark side, folks. Mark needs a hug. Somebody, somebody give him a hug. <laughs> I like Jay White. <clears throat> I don't think he's going anywhere. A lot of people think he's going this place, that place. I don't think he's going anywhere. So, all right. So let's wrap this up. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. This was a hell of a show. Tons of action. A little bit of chaos. A little bit of comedy. We got some surprises. One out of TNA's past from the new church, Father James Mitchell and Kenta from New Japan Pro Wrestling attacking one of my favorites, John Moxley. Folks, the Bullet Club is real. It's real as it gets, folks. Tama can hate on it all at once, but the invisible hand is just pulling all the strings, right? So, you know what to do, folks. As we get out of here, smash that like button. Smash that sub button and ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. All the links for the socials are in the description of this video. This of this video, excuse me. The Instagram. The Twitter box, the Insta neck, the Twitter box, 
the face botch and also on audio now anchor.fm forward slash smashes podcast for your bone on the go get the smashes podcast and audio form and that's literally it is exactly what it is it's the anchor and it throws it out all over the place google apple spotify several others just claim the page on verbal to v-u-r-b-l something new out there go check it out it's i believe it's in um beta phase but it's just another uh just another audio format um what else merch new merch coming soon i know i keep talking about it i just need to find the the time set a few hours aside to get the new merch out the designs are set just gotta launch them and new merch will launch soon the link is in the description but go check it out we got tees tanks hoodies mugs for wherever you are if it's cold as hell outside hey pick up a hoodie support the podcast help it grow so all right we're getting out of here folks we will see you tomorrow for the throwback over on that other little podcast total nonstop impact I forget what number we're doing. 50-something, 56, something like that. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Take care. Thanks for joining. Good night.